Welcome to Shoot This Now, the podcast where every week we talk about stories that should be made into TV shows and movies. My name is Tim Malloy, and this week our guest is Karen Gillan, who you know from Jumanji, Guardians of the Galaxy Parts 1 and 2, Avengers Infinity War, and now her debut as a writer-director, the excellent new The Party's Just Beginning. In the film, Gillan plays a young woman named Lucy, living in Gillan's own hometown in the Scottish Highlands, a place with a very big problem. That problem... And this is a good warning for anyone who wants to avoid these types of discussions, um, discussions of suicide, is a very high suicide rate, especially among men. The party's just beginning handles it sensitively and empathetically. It's a very thoughtful movie and one of those movies that feels deeper and more layered the more you think about it. As I went back and thought about certain characters' motivations, I found the story even better than when I was watching it because I sort of peeled it back and realized where they were coming from and what they wanted um, more than I understood as I first watched it. It's one of those movies that really stays with you. And the location is really kind of haunting too. It, not in an unpleasant haunting kind of way, like a poltergeist haunting, but like a I wish I could go there and see that town kind of way. Uh, Gillen really knows her location, combining Scottish nightlife and rocky nature and suburban sameness into a cool mix of mist and neon. It seems like a very special, very unusual place. Sometimes we just use the hook of this podcast, which is, again, hey, here's a story that should be made into a movie, as an excuse to talk to someone cool. Or we get someone cool and then try to sort of sandwich in the hook of the podcast. But this week, when we asked Gillen if she had a story in mind that should be a film, she actually had two. And they were both totally unexpected and totally interesting. And one involves a witch. So I'm going to call this our Halloween episode. It sounds like the next time Gillen goes out writing and directing, she wants to get more into horror, which is kind of how she got started in all this. And that sounds pretty cool. If you like this episode, please give us five stars on iTunes, tell a friend, and follow us on Shoot This Now Pod. And of course, check out The Party's Just Beginning in theaters December 7th and digitally December 12th. Okay, I'm just going to talk and they'll edit together so that it will look professional, even if I sound like a clown who's just babbling. That's great, because I'm definitely going to sound like a clown. Perfect. Um, so you've done really big movies, really big movies, and now you're doing this very personal, very um, intimate movie at a totally different scale. Is there one that feels like a better fit or one that you like more? In terms of like a, a bigger scale movie and, and a smaller one? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough question um, because, you know, I do like a small indie movie where you get to do a lot in a day. You can it really feels like you're exercising the muscles, whether it's acting or directing or writing. Um, and so I really enjoy that aspect. However, on a big movie, the craft service is pretty good. So <laughs> I might have to go with that. <laughs> but you have to be in charge of everything. I mean, you're writing and directing this. And if there's an answer you're the person who has the answer. I know, there was a moment on my movie where I realized that I was that person because people were like, what are we gonna do? What, we don't have a solution, yeah. Karen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm the person that needs to come up with a genius solution. <laughs> so um, I don't know if I did that, <laughs> but I certainly said whatever I'd said with conviction. Yeah, it seems like on a Jumanji or on a Guardians, you're kind of part of a, an important part, but part of a giant machine. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like just, be here and wait. 
Yeah, there is. I mean, it sort of depends, really. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like hurry up and wait to um, being on a big movie where, you know, it's a big rush to get ready and then you might sit around for five hours. Um, not so much on, on Jumanji because like all of us were all in all of the scenes, mm. but on some other movies, it can definitely be like that. Yeah. How did you decide on this for your first project? I mean, did you think, I want to make a movie, what can I find to write about? Or was this something that was kind of lurking for a long time? I think I def so I think where this came from was me just deciding that I wanted to write my own movie yeah. um, because I was having such a good time as an actress, you know, portraying all of these amazing pieces of writing. Um, but I wanted to portray one of my own, mm. um, and so. Then I thought, okay, what do I want my first story to be about? And it just felt natural that it would be set in the place where I'm from. Um, mm. And then also, at the same time, I had read this statistic that the suicide rates in the Highlands of Scotland, yeah. where I'm from, yeah. were significantly higher among young men than the rest of Scotland. Yeah. So then I was like, wow, this is such a strange contradiction because it's such a beautiful, picturesque place to grow up. Yeah. Yet we have this dark statistic looming over us and I wanted to know why. And so the film is essentially just an exploration as to why that might be the case. Yeah. I don't want to reveal too much about the movie because people should obviously go see it. Um, but I think it's safe to say that the two main characters you kind of look at, who I guess are at risk, um, have kind of struggles with masculinity. Mm -hmm. um, in the sense of one is kind of trying to figure out, one is your gay best friend, your character's gay best friend, mm -hmm. who's trying to figure out his place in the world and is kind of forced to be, doesn't want to be closeted, but other people are kind of forcing him to be closeted. Mm -hmm. um, and then I won't say too much about the other one because it comes kind of late in the movie. Yeah. But is that something that seems innate to Scotland or innate to mountains? or Because you have kind of the same thing here, the highest suicide rates here being the United States. The highest suicide rates tend to be in mountain areas, tend to be men. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. I don't think it's specific to Scotland. I think actually um, this story is universal. Um, yeah. I think that it's probably specific to remote places that maybe feel a little secluded or cut off from the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of the times, you know, um, we have this epidemic now where men don't feel like they can express themselves um, and, and they're not comfortable talking about their emotions quite in the same way as, as women are. And so I think that is a big contributing factor. It's funny, though, because I remember reading interviews with you about this movie. Were you growing up, there just weren't that many female directors to look at, no, to model yourself on. No, there wasn't. So it's like, if men think they have it that hard, how much worse is it for women? I mean, women certainly yeah. <laughs> have it hard. I mean, yeah, I mean, I grew up and I, I genuinely thought of a director's job as a male's job. Mm. Um, and I think it was probably because it was like an authoritative position, um, a position of power. Um, and so I just didn't really have many examples. I've since kind of watched more films and realized that there are some examples, but clearly not enough. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping that I can be one of those for, uh, you know, a, a little girl growing up um, who is expressing or has a natural gift um, or talent for directing or has an interest. Um, and maybe she will see that I've done it and go into it herself. Mm. Is there something cultural happening in Scotland now? I mean, there's, especially with feminism, um, and I don't mean to ask only questions about like being a female director, but <laughs> I'm a big fan of Churches, for instance. And do you know that band? Oh, yeah, I love that band. Yeah, like she's yeah. amazing. Oh, she is cool. Yeah. And is totally just like breaking ground and is leading that group and yeah. sort of leading Scottish music. I don't want to go too far, but I think they're the biggest band out of Scotland right now. I think so. I would say so, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I've seen them perform in Los Angeles and they're incredible. Yeah. And she is just an incredible role model for, for young women. I mean, she's so powerful up there and just kind of 
leading the charge with that band and she's amazing. Is there like sort of, is there something going on with all of Scotland at this point? I mean, is there kind of a cultural moment? I mean, I think that Scotland's experiencing what a lot of the rest of the world is. Yeah. Um, I've actually been in the States. Um, I haven't been back to Scotland in almost a year. Yeah. And it's making me so sad because I'm <laughs> so homesick. <laughs> Just going to have a small weep. Um, but no, I think that... No, I think that, you know, this this movement is kind of happening all, all you know, not all over the whole world, but certainly in, in many countries, which is good. Yeah. Were you always a writer? Were you a writer before you were an actor? How did um, you? No, I, I started off acting. Um, that's always what I wanted to do. Um, but I also used to make little horror movies in my house in Scotland. Um, and so I was directing those yeah. as well. I mean, they were little films on my video camera <laughs> but it was kind of essentially the same thing as making a, a real movie <laughs> why horror horror um i just loved it i mean those were the films that i watched growing up i loved them so much like all of the cheesy 90s horror films <laughs> like teenagers process of elimination one dies <laughs> one after the other <laughs> so you probably saw halloween i haven't seen the new one yet oh, oh. get ready i'm so ready <laughs> i'm so ready it's good it's really fun is it? It's like really fun. Great. Um, they definitely know what they're doing. Good. Um, they should do by now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? It's so hard for anybody to write a script and break through, and so hard for anyone to direct. Um, do you feel like your success with the big movies has kind of gotten you the clout to do that? Like, was that a plan, or did it just happen to work out, or did it not help at all? Um, no, I mean, it, it helped so much. I mean, I've essentially been shadowing some of the biggest and best directors in our industry. Mm. Um, and so I've just been picking things up the whole time over years. I'm um, talking to all of the incredible DPs who work on all of these amazing films, asking them questions. Um, so by the time it came to directing my own film, I felt like I had gathered so much knowledge from all of these amazing people in our industry. Um, and I think that it probably did help in some way to get the funding for our movie, the, the fact that I was in these other movies. Yeah. Um, and then it definitely helped with the finished product, for sure. Yeah. yeah. How did you decide on your aesthetic? I mean, it seems like there's elements of other things that I've really liked. Um, there's a little bit of 24-hour party people. There's a little bit of... I haven't of, seen that. Oh, okay. Then I'll take that. You might like it, because <laughs> I like both of these movies a lot. Um, I feel like it's impossible to grow up there and not be influenced by train spotting. Yes, definitely. Uh, what were the what was the aesthetic you were going for? I don't think we ever sort of talked about a specific movie that it should look like. Mm -hmm. um, where did that even come from? I knew I actually started by showing the DP um, trailers to movies that I didn't want it to look like. Nice. I'm not naming any names, <laughs> <laughs> but no, those movies are amazing. But there was just a really like obvious route to go down with this movie which was like indie yeah. sundance -y, like handheld vibes right. which i love so much but i just didn't i wanted to steer clear of that um so and then we just talked about like what lenses we liked and and color palettes and and what it actually we started off with emotions of the character and what it feels like to grow up in scotland and then we we sort of developed from there it's a really up movie, like with the music and things like that, and with like the pink titles at the beginning, mm. but it feels like it's kind of, I'm using this to kind of stay above water. Like I'm kind of trying to stay amped with like, mm -hmm. you know, poppy music and stuff like that. So I don't fall into a depression. Is that? I think, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, the character is doing exactly that with her partying, you know? Yeah. 
if she really sat down and was just sort of alone with her thoughts for a second, then she would have to face all of this emotion that she's suppressing by partying and taking drugs and drinking too much. Yeah. Man, I I just really like the way you played that. I mean, I like I quit drinking like six years ago and just totally relate to that that sense of like this is fun and then it's not fun mm -hmm. and i think you got that like really well oh well thanks um, i hope so i want it to feel authentic yeah um sorry i'm just consulting the notes the notes um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um we do a podcast where we talk about stories that should be made into movies is there a story besides this one that you've just made congratulations thanks <laughs> <laughs> that you've always thought somebody needs to make that movie someone needs to tell that story um, I've always thought this is random. Mm -hmm. The Romanian Revolution. The what? Make, the Romanian Revolution would make a great movie. I mean, just because it was, it was. I mean, I say great. It, it would be like you know a very hard to watch movie. But like, huh. I think that that's a story that I haven't really seen told cinematically. I don't know anything about this. Well, this is why I need to make the movie. Yeah. I'm not Romanian though. That's but, okay. Um, I studied it because we did this play in Scotland um, called Mad Forest, which is all about the Romanian Revolution. Yeah. And so we went to Romania and looked around and, and heard all these anecdotes of people who lived through it. And I always thought that that would be, you know, that would be a story that would, you know, really benefit from being told on screen. Yeah. So that could be cool. Or there's this witch, apparently like the first witch is from Scotland or something like that. I'm sold on first witch. I would <laughs> first see. First ever witch. And you have the horror background. Yeah. I mean. And I, could, I could be a witch. I'm pretty witchy. <laughs> So, what's the name of the first witch? <laughs> so I don't know, actually. I can't remember her name. Um, so, that's a great start. But I think it could be cool. I, I am so about seeing... Would, is this something you would actually think about doing? Because I think, like, writing and directing the story of the first witch is... I mean, I'm, I'm done. I'm sold. I'm there. Are you there? I'm, I mean, there's only one of me, and you'd need, like, another million people, but... Well, I think that's true. Okay, well, maybe... We'll see what other people say. But <laughs> I think there is a script in existence that I haven't read. Huh. But so maybe maybe it's more plausible than we think. Wow. Okay, so it's kind of maybe floating around out there. Maybe. I think. Maybe. I heard about that years ago. You might be possibly interested if it's out there. If it's out there, send yeah. it my way. <laughs> and I'll take a little look. Okay. You're rep by UTA? Yes. Okay. Um... <laughs> um I wanted to ask a couple of kind of big movie things. Um, Lee Pace. You have Lee Pace in this movie. I know. I can't believe it. Did you meet him through Guardians? Yeah. So we were villains together. Yeah. And then I needed someone to come and play this character of Dale. Yeah. And I was trying to find an incredible actor. I was like, wait a minute. I could just ask Lee <laughs> Pace. I mean, I don't think he's going to do it, but let's just give it a shot. And then he was like, yeah, I'll come to Scotland. Oh, my God. And I was like, I can't believe it was that easy. Is he Welsh? No, that was my American accent. Oh, no, is he Welsh? <laughs> no. Sorry. No. no, he's from America. Oh, why did I think he was... Everybody thinks he's from the UK. All people who are freakishly good-looking tend to be Welsh. Like, I'm just going to go out <laughs> Wait, on a limb and say who that. Who um, Catherine Zeta-Jones, uh, Christian yeah. Bale. Oh, yeah. They're just like... Um, I mean, Anthony Hopkins is amazing. I yeah. mean, I know he's like an older guy now, but come on, he's... Back in the day? Yeah, one yeah. of the best actors ever. Um I don't know why I thought he was Welsh. He's American. Sorry, Lee Pace. Yeah, he's from Texas. <laughs> oh, my God. Not even close. Not even close. Um, 
Can I ask what's going on with Guardians 3? I actually don't know, yeah. um, is, is the honest answer. Um, I, I feel like they're talking about it and, and trying to figure out what the next best move is. Um, yeah. I'm hoping that you know it all comes together and we get to, to tell the story because it'd be yeah. nice to continue it. Yeah, do you think there's any chance they won't continue it? I mean, you, you and Rocket Raccoon are the only I'm living sure guardians. I'm sure they will. I feel like they will. I, I don't really think there's a chance they won't. Yeah, I mean, the end of Avengers 3 was kind of uh, the drama of it was cut off a little bit by like knowing that there's another Spider-Man movie coming out and like everyone's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I think everything's going to be okay. It, the new movie's not out yet though, right? Um, four? No, the um the Spider-Man movie. No, I think it's like a year off. Oh, and then okay. You're back in Avengers 4 in May, I think, April? Yes. Yeah. So you're done with it. I mean, yeah, we just finished shooting nice. it actually. Nice. Yeah, can it's you tell be good. <laughs> can you tell us anything? No, of course not. <laughs> but you can tell us what it's called. <laughs> I actually don't know the name of it. <laughs> Didn't Mark Ruffalo blurt out a name recently or something? I feel like I heard something about that. He I don't know that there's a title yet, so who knows? Yeah, he blurted it out, and then they kind of like blurted it on the air, and he might have been just messing with us. Oh, okay. How can they not tell you guys? Like, of all We the didn't people even get a script. Oh my! There was so no script. You just got your scenes. Just my scenes. I'd sometimes get them just in the morning, do them, hand them back over at the end of the day. What? Yeah, I mean, the directors would fill us in on everything that we needed in terms of context. But still, I don't know what this movie's about. <laughs> okay, which for makeup for that, you have to spend like 17 hours like to become blue and... Something like that. <laughs> like no, it's, um, it's about three hours. And then you also don't necessarily know what you're going to do that day. Well, yeah, I mean, I probably have a rough idea, like, by that point. Yeah. Like, I've either learned the night before or that morning. Um, and then, yeah, I'll get blue for all of those hours and I'll do it. <laughs> um, would you be interested in directing a movie, like, on that scale? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I would. I think that would be a really interesting experience. Yeah. Um, just working with all of the previs and motion capture. I just think it would be, I, I like the idea of doing a previs beforehand. I would do that for an indie movie if I had the money. Yeah, a previs beforehand? Yeah, like where you sort of have like a, a computer generated animation style version of the movie before you shoot it. Oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah. So do you have an idea in mind based on the, what the reception has been to this one? Uh, what, sorry? Do you have an idea for the next picture that you want to write or direct oh, in mind? Oh, based on the reception of, of the previous one? Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a few things in mind. I think I'm going to return back to my horror roots. Nice. I think that's where I'm going to go next um, and play it. Because I just think those visuals would be really fun. Um, some great sort of sequences and set pieces um, with music and sound design. I'm, I'm pretty into that. Yeah. Do you want to stay with Inverness or? No, I'm going to come to America. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the reception been at home? Um, for my movie? Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, a lot of people haven't seen it yet, but the people that have seen it at film festivals and things, because it's not out yet, um, it's, it, they've received it really well. Yeah. Like, I was nervous to watch it with a Scottish audience because, you know, it's quite close to home. Yeah. But there was just so much laughter. I did give them whiskey beforehand. <laughs> um, that's one way to win people over <laughs> in Scotland. <laughs> so it went down a treat. <laughs> 
has it gotten a conversation started about suicide and why the suicide rate is so high? You know, I think people are coming out, you know, talking about that a little bit more. And that is just the biggest thing for me is being able to start a conversation at least and, and bringing it to people's awareness. Um, I think that's really important and I'm pleased about that. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people who want to do what you're doing now? Um, yes, uh, do it. Um, no matter how, <laughs> sounds so simple. Um, but you know, a lot of things get in the way of doing it. And usually they're all things to do with yourself in your own mind, like your self doubt. You think you can't do it. You're not capable. Yeah. Uh, you're insecure about yourself. Um, but if you can manage to sort of plow on through those things and just do it, then, then it's totally possible. Other people have done it. So you can too. Yeah. Did the sitting down and actually starting the script, like you have a blank page in front of you. Did that come easily or was that really tough? Oh, the blank page is just horrendous. Yeah. I mean, no, there were like days I was just staring at it. Yeah. Just like I don't know what I'm writing and then I'm sort of judging it before I've written it, which is basically writer's block. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it was really difficult and torturous at times. Writing is really, really hard. Um, and I didn't realize that until I sat down and tried to do it. Yeah. When we talked to Peter Gold, the guy who makes um, Better Call Saul, call mm. Saul on this podcast he said something that kind of blew my mind where he just said yeah you just need to like spill everything out and then you go back and edit and I was like yeah. oh yeah and he's like that's why I don't get writer's block and I went oh okay so that's the answer basically yeah it's like about not judging your stuff before you've written it it's just like letting it all flood out yeah. and it's probably going to be terrible and then you just go back over it and make it less terrible each time yeah until it's great and it's yeah. in theaters exactly and when does it come out so it comes out um theatrically on december 7th um and then digitally on december 12th nice 12th that's right <laughs> all right um that's all i have is there anything else you wanted to add watch it you need it in your life